0: hello everybody and welcome to turn to page 39 scary birthday to you how are you doing birthday raps
1: (laughs) i'm deeply terrified i know we've been talking about a lot of terrestrial horrors relatively recently on on goosewell so we've had a shark on the cover we've had a elevator that was closing about a man's head um yes and now we have the true terror Yes. The immortal terror, aging.
0: It's true. I thought you were gonna say worms in cakes,
1: but oh, no, that's <laughs> completely fine. No, 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 no. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm always sad when there's not at least a couple of worms in there. Like you didn't yeah. even try. I mean, it, I I also like the kind of so the cover is
0: it's a cake with a cross section that shows a bunch of things in it. But I just I, I like the um the almost like. <laughs> slap dash boy i hope we get something that they're scared of approach to this where Mm -hmm. they're like inside of the cake there's a bunch of worms there's also a centipede there's a cockroach also also a spider also there's a rat on it they're like yeah god they're probably scared of one of these things right
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's it's the little old lady who swallowed a fly approach Mm -hmm. to horror it's Are you afraid of a fly? No. Okay, what about a rat? Oh, no? Okay, what about a cat? What about a dog? Horse? I mean, that book didn't scare me.
0: So, hey. (laughs) I'm not joking. (laughs) I didn't... What scared me as a kid were... Not Goosebumps. I loved Goosebumps. I was scared Hmm. of Little Old Lady Who Swallowed a Fly and Schoolhouse Rock. (laughs) (laughs)
1: sorry what is it about schoolhouse rock in particular i don't want to get
0: into it right now okay but there's this This very fair okay i'll get it there's this one where it's like teaching you about pain (laughs) which i mean like hey maybe justifiable already but like and there's just this it's a bunch of like telephone wires like top-down aerial view, like a drone shot from above of a bunch of telephone wires made up to look like a person, and a bunch of, like, electrical li- like zaps go through the telephone wires, and it keeps going like a kid going, OW! And I'm like, oh my god. I just, there's something about that that really
1: did not like. <laughs> Sit with me. Very, very fair. To this day. But... How do you feel about the the horror of a birthday?
0: Um... Honestly, the scariest thing about a birthday is that I have to be the one who chooses uh what we do. This is wait, this is crazy. Oh oh I should have waited one week to do this because my birthday's next week. It actually this could have been <gasps> uploaded on my birthday. But
1: entirely possibly. But, Although, you know, it's it's only a week out of order.
0: That's true. It's that's basically. true.
1: This way it gets
0: to be halfway between our halfway between our birthdays if
1: you round a lot (laughs) yeah exactly my birthday was last week yeah yeah for the sake of this for the
0: sake of this i'm gonna say if you if you if it's on my birthday it's kind of just like okay well then this is my book and that feels wrong and but if it's a week before we can just say it's between both our birthdays it's Mm. not wrong it's just also not that right so happy birthday
1: Happy birthday to you as well. Uh I, but I mean, I will have to admit the the idea of uh, a happy birthday is a little terrifying especially because my next birthday is yeah. the 30th. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm not ready. I'm I'm just about there. I'm just about there.
1: Uh Rito, Yeah. You know what I am ready for?
0: Will you give me a a wait, wait hold on. Will you give us a birthday gift? And Absolutely.
1: It's, 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 it's got a nice little bow on top. I'm just going to pull apart the ribbon here and... Shh. Beware! Don't read this book from beginning to end. What a bummer. Your mum hired a clown to entertain at your birthday party. But you're way too old for that kind of thing, you think. Until the clown shows up. And he's totally terrifying. Dr. MacDeath has greenish skin, long sharp fingernails, and pointy fangs that drip some kind of gooey red stuff all over your mom's carpet. Ugh. Before you can do anything, MacDeath nails shut all the doors in your house and promises to give you the most horrifying birthday you've ever had. This guy's so freaky, you've got a feeling he isn't kidding. Can you and your friends escape before MacDeath traps you in a world of unending horror?
0: Oh my! <laughs> I, okay, what a pitch! So hold on. Mm-hmm. Is the implication? We will find out soon. The implication is that this is a hired birthday clown, probably hired by parents whose kids yes. say they're too old for clowns, or that they think clowns are stupid, and then they oh. act, and then they actually come to be like, "Oh yeah, grown up kid." This is the stuff you like, right? And then he just does gross out stuff. Is that the idea? Mm-hmm.
1: Seems like it. interesting. It's an you interesting know what? take. I kind of like. I it. feel like that's definitely going to be one of the angles of one of the lines here. I'm excited to see it. I I was already on the other side of taking it completely at face value and just wondering what parent hires yeah. a clown called
0: Doctor McBeck. <laughs> that's a, I gave. You know, you can't give Goosebumps parents too much credit. Uh, one, mm-hmm. because you just can't. Two, because they might just be in on it, it seems like, half the time. Um, so I was trying to give them a little bit of the BOTD, though, and and it's say very, that very they're funny. not going to hire Dr. McDeath, the just regular clown. Sure. But hey, let's uh, figure out what the hell a birthday-themed Goosebumps book looks like on page one. Your best friend, Alex, walks into your living room on your birthday. He gazes around with a grin.
1: You're kidding! A birthday party! With no one home! My parents had to work. You explain. My older brother was supposed to hang out, but he split as soon as my parents left.
0: Your four other friends from school are already there. Josh, Mickey, Sarah, Virginia. Alex shoots a fist into the air. Yes! He tosses a big, colorfully wrapped
1: package at you. Catch it! It's your present! You're gonna love it. Alex says. I talked my mom into spending double the limit. You know, since it's you.
0: You grin, and since it's you, because since it's two of us? Double the limit? Perhaps? You grin and catch the gift on it, on the fly. It feels like a whole bunch of video game cartridges wrapped together.
1: Awesome! Who else is invited? Sarah asks. Gabe and Brittany. You answer. But they both got sick, and the Border Twins might not get home in time. The doorbell rings and Josh
0: races to answer it. Party! Party! Josh chants. He flings open the door and you gasp at what's standing there. Answer the door on page two. You stare at the guy in the doorway. He's about six feet six inches tall and hideous. His face is a grayish-green color with big slash marks on it. His eyes are rimmed in red and they're bloodshot. Long, greasy hair hangs down the sides of his head. But he's bald on top, his teeth are pointy, and they're dripping what looks like blood. It's makeup, you think. It's gotta be. But it looks amazingly real. Happy birthday the guy says in a deep, booming voice that sounds of pure evil. He stares straight at you. Who's that? Alex whispers in your ear. You shrug. Good question. Then you notice all the stuff the guy is carrying. Three birthday presents, a big cake box from a nearby bakery, a black cloth bag filled with party favors. Could he be some kind of entertainer for your party? Like a clown or something? He shoves his creepy face up close to yours.
1: I'm Dr. MacDeath,
0: he says, lowering his voice to a hoarse whisper.
1: Your parents hired me for your party. You're into horror, right? Uh, Horror? Uh, yeah? You gulp.
0: Let the freaky clown in on page three. Any other page? Any other choice there, Rito? No. Let him in. <laughs> Let Dr. McDeath into your house. No choice, just do. All right. Dr. McDeath pushes past you and marches into the living room. "Oh, brother, you think how could your parents do this to you? Hire some guy to perform at your party? You're too old for clowns. And besides, this guy is seriously freaky." You glance at your friends. They're really going to razz you for this. But sure. Wait a minute. Their faces are lighting up. Wait. They all seem to think this guy's cool. Everyone except for Sarah.
1: Your parents hired a clown? She
0: asks in his snotty voice.
1: How babyish. What's he going to do? Make balloon animals? Sure.
0: Dr. MacDeth says in his sinister voice.
1: But I forgot to bring balloons. So I'll have to use you instead.
0: He grabs Sarah and lifts her up. With his long, strong arms, he begins pulling on her legs and twisting them. Sarah screams.
1: Let me go! Uh...
0: There. Dr. McDeth sets your friend on the floor. What do you think? He laughs a terrible, deep laugh. Go on. <laughs> to page four. You stare in horror at Sarah. What did MacDeth do to her? Sarah doesn't look human anymore. MacDeath stretched her arms and legs around her body so many times she looks like a... A swan? A balloon animal swan! Help. Me. She uh. moans. <laughs> Dead. You glance at your friends. Everyone looks as horrified as you feel, but this can't be real, right? It's some kind of magic trick or something? If someone was really twisted up like that, they'd be a goner, wouldn't they? Now who's next? McDeath demands. He points at Josh. You? No,
1: no, 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 no!
0: Josh cries, his voice cracks as he backs away.
1: Stop it!
0: Alex shouts at MacDeath.
1: And put Sarah back to
0: normal! Dr. MacDeath eyes Sarah. Normal? He says. She looks pretty normal to me. He lets it loose, another crazy laugh. Oh no, you think. This guy's a lunatic! You don't know whether to scream or run to get your older brother Brian. But before you can decide, the front doorbell rings. Don't answer it, Dr. McDeth shouts. Should you listen to him? If you answer the front door, turn to page 41, and if you don't, turn to page 60. I have a bold claim. Mm. I have a bold claim. Sarah's in on it. She's practicing to be a contortionist.
1: That makes sense. It's the only thing that makes sense.
0: It's, it's the only thing that makes sense to me. Uh,
1: but... <laughs> I feel like if we answer the front door, it's going to be the path wherein the front door is now the actual clown that was hired, and then we die. You know, something pretty quick, like... Uh, I just don't feel like we can deny the call of adventure as quickly as possible here. I think it's time to agree with Dr. MacDeath and not answer the door.
0: Alright, don't answer the door. Okay, hold on, I'm just setting up my, my little path system in MS Paint. Page 60, okay.
1: Hmm. Z- Largely, this is also enforced by the fact that I, I would really like to see what actually happens if we stay with him.
0: Yeah. Alright. You decide not to open the door. Dr. McDeth's voice is so forceful that you don't want to make him mad at you.
1: Oh, don't look so miserable. He orders you. You're supposed to be having fun. It's your birthday party. A scary birthday to you party.
0: Smile. He opens his own, wait, he opens his own hideous mouth. <laughs> Who else's hideous mouth in a big fake grin. His teeth drip that red stuff all over your living room floor. Heh <laughs> Start having fun on page ninety nine <laughs> This is the first time the book has laughed at us in the <laughs> in the turn to page area. <laughs> Directly
1: <laughs>
0: Turn to Page <laughs> ninety nine <laughs> Wow
1: Alright ninety nine So what shall we do first?
0: MacDeath snarls at you
1: Open presents,
0: play games, eat Nobody answers. your friends are all frozen in fear and you can't decide if this guy's a clown or a madman.
1: I think I'll go home now.
0: Virginia finally says in a meek voice. you can see that she's trembling but she marches towards the door. With only two steps Dr. McDeth reaches the front door <laughs> ahead of her and wait reaches the front door ahead of her and blocks her way.
1: All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump out to the meta for a millisecond here, which is uh, I think this uh, this this book was written in multiple parts, and my uh, evidence is that our friends on the previous page were Alex, <laughs> Josh, and I think Sally or Sarah. Uh, on this page, they are Virginia and Mickey. These people didn't exist before. <laughs> they existed before. They did.
0: Wait, did they? Yeah. Well, I've heard these names before for sure.
1: Mickey, wow. Okay, never mind. I, I missed them in that instance. Wait, then.
0: or or was that in the for you no for you page? Um, I've definitely read these these names were in the book so far, but I don't know if I'm going to assume that there's not a as much as I wish. Maybe the, they were
1: just side folks characters that had not. They hadn't yeah, talked. Exactly.
0: They hadn't talked. There was like a million. Usually, there's only like three friends in a Goosebumps book. Because like that's mm-hmm. all you need, but in this book I think that they're going to be, uh, you know, like Willy Wonka, so I think they need more.
1: <laughs> that makes more sense.
0: That's my guess. Sorry. So, I think Within I'll go home now. We're done with those. Dove, Sus- uh, yeah.
1: Reaches the front door ahead of her and blocks her way. No one leaves, he says.
0: His voice sounds deeper and more evil than ever.
1: You understand? No one. Hey, you can't just keep us here.
0: ho, uh-huh. Mickey challenges.
1: Oh no. Just watch me.
0: MacDeath reaches into his pocket and pulls out a hammer with two long metal spikes. With one whack he pounds the spikes into the door, nailing them to the door frame so you can't get out. Then he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a key. And
1: this, my little friends, is the key to the back door.
0: He announces.
1: So don't even try to escape that way.
0: You're trapped. Try and deal with it on page 35. And this is my one weakness. Don't you <laughs> dare try and take it from me!
1: My left shin has been on the fritz recently, <laughs> and
0: if you kicked it just so,
1: I would fall over and die! I but would don't. Yeah.
0: I would grab my shin with both my hands and hop on my left leg. Comedically.
1: Going, ooh, ow, owie, ooh, owie, ooh. I would do that for no shorter than forty-five minutes.
0: (laughs) You and Alex exchange terrified glances. Where did this guy get the key to your back door? Is it perhaps your parents? I don't. That's not. No. Doctor MacDeath says. He picks up the big bakery box and sets it down on the dining room table. Who wants cake? None of your friends move. McDeath reaches into his back cloth bag and pulls out a huge knife. Here. He hands the knife to you.
1: You're the birthday kid. Cut the cake.
0: You take the long gleaming knife from Dr. McDeth. It's heavy and sharp and deadly looking. You really don't want to hold it, but MacDeth thrusts the handle at you.
1: Don't cut the cake until he fixes Sarah,
0: Virginia demands.
1: Make him put her back to normal.
0: Oh, please, Dr. McDeth says. He rolls his ugly red-rimmed eyes. Just cut the cake. No, you insist. Not until you fix Sarah. MacDeath glares at you angrily. What's he going to do? Turn to page 104 to find out. MacDeath rolls his eyes again.
1: You little creeps are going to be the MacDeath of me.
0: (laughs) He jokes. Ha ha, you think. This guy's really funny. Not. MacDeath lifts Sarah up and untwists her arms and legs. Pretty soon, she looks like a girl again. You sigh in relief. He did it. Maybe the guy isn't serious. (laughs) Maybe the guy isn't seriously freaky after all. Because he undid making your friend into a pretzel? Yeah. Okay. With blood teeth. Okay. Then he opens the bakery box and takes out a big fancy birthday cake with lots of roses. Your name written on top. Now cut it! Dr. Doctor Dr. McDeath orders you in a booming voice. You lift the knife and slice through the thick white icing. And you then you start to lift the piece of cake onto a plate. Ah! You scream as you remove the first slice. Bugs, worms, and mice slither out of the cake. They crawl and wriggle all over your dining room table. Escape from the creepy crawlers on page 119. This is the most accurate that the cover has been. Mm-hmm. Ever. Ew Josh screams. The cake is crawling with all kinds of disgusting creatures. A huge cockroach flings itself off the table towards your feet. You jump away to avoid it. Dr. MacDeth throws back his head and laughs.
1: laughs. Now, my little friends,
0: he says.
1: What shall we do next? Play party games or, or open presents?
0: Jews. If you play party games, turn to page 85. If you open up presents, go to page 22. Uh... It feels like presents are supposed to be later. That's the only thing I have in my mind.
1: Now, is that the case? So, it, for, for etiquette at a party, yes, yes I agree. Yes. However,. For equipment gathering for the possibility of saving yourself from deadly party games, perhaps-n't. Say less. Mmm. I'll meet you on the present page. Alright. I, um... I wanna... Uh, open presents, I guess?
0: You try to control your trembling voice. Good. Dr. MacDeth says, staring at you with his hideous red-rimmed eyes they are really hitting that one home. He grins and reaches for the three-wrapped presents he brought with, with him. One tiny box, a medium-sized package, and a large one wrapped in shiny black paper with ugly green ribbons.
1: Want to open my presents? He asks. Or those wimpy gifts from your so-called friends? An
0: evil smile forms at the corners of his mouth. He looks like he can't wait for you to choose, because either way, it's gonna be horrible. You swallow hard. He, the way he looks, you feel scared to open anything. But you gotta pick something. If you open Dr. McDeth's gifts, go to page 75. Gifts from the friends on page 100. I, hmm. I, I, <laughs> why would our friends give us something worse? But like, which makes this decision weird. It's like if our friends brought us presents that were worse than what Doctor McDeath brings us, they're probably not great friends. Mm. But isn't that what the book would want us to think?
1: I, don't have I just a don't think name. any of my friends would have gifted me anti-clown spray. It's such a specific product.
0: I mean, we can go. We'll, I'll go to seventy-five. I. I'm curious what he... I'll say I'm definitely more curious what he it. gave us than our friends, so. And also, yeah, it's said I was thinking, since they gave us such a clear layout of what the presents are, that maybe this would happen up here. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: Very much makes sense. I'll open one of your presents.
0: You tell Dr. McDeth. You stare at the three wrapped birthday presents he set before you. Which one should you open? The tiny one? It's the size of a box that would hold a pair of earrings. The middle one the size of a birthday cake box or the large one it's big enough to hold a television small medium or large different pages for all three of them um
1: which one would have a ham sandwich uh, so the size of a box that would hold a pair of Ingr- it's got to be the middle one that could be a large hand sandwich the it's a yeah. size of a birthday cake box so you could have a layer of cake then a layer of ham, a layer of mayonnaise, a layer of cheese, another layer of cake. You could have a multi-tiered ham sandwich in here.
0: It is true, although oh, wait a minute. We actually have a ham sandwich in our left pocket still. Um <gasps> transdimensional sandwich. Uh I don't th- this is always This is always the thing. This is like the white elephant gift or or whatever you mm-hmm. whatever it's called. Like do you want the big one? Because usually the big one's a trap, because it's funny.
1: Mm-hmm. So I think I think almost in in the spirit of trying to counterpick, going for the middle one, the one that is the most unassuming, yeah, might be the right one.
0: I, I like that idea. It's where my heart went. It's the one most likely to hold a sandwich. Uh it's it's got everything going for it. Slowly, you lift the medium-sized box, the one that's about the size of a bakery box, and pull it towards you. Well, you think it's heavy. It lands in your lap with a thud.
1: What's, uh, what's in there?
0: You ask Dr. MacDeth nervously. It, it smells funny. MacDeath does not answer. He simply smiles and smooths his bald head with the palm of his hand. Open it. He says, speaking more softly than you'd expect. Ew, you think. The longer it sits in your lap, the worse it smells. In fact, it stinks. Slowly you tear at the blue and white wrapping paper, and inside you find just what you thought. A bakery box. Maybe it's another birthday cake. A rancid one? What is it? Alex asks, moving in closer. You shrug and run your fingernail under the edges of the lid to loosen the tape. Then you lift the lid to find out what's inside on page 125. A human head. Yeah. A human head?
1: A hundred percent. That would also be the most graphic thing I think that they've ever done. Yep. I mean.
0: Alex cries, gagging and leaping away from the box when he sees what's inside. You gag too, because inside is, verbatim, a human head. Head over to page five. I mean, I just, you know, like, yeah. It's bakery box size.
1: Yep. It stinks. It thunks into your lap as you push it over the table. Yep. Quite the heavy. Head. Makes sense. The
0: head in the bakery box stares up at you. And then, whoa, his dead-looking yellow eyes blink, its lips move. Help me! The head pleads, moving its mouth with great effort.
1: Please help me!
0: You want to barf, or at least push the box off your lap. Your stomach turns over, you feel faint and sick and terrified all at once. Get this thing off me, you think. But something stops you. Stops you from jumping up and shoving the box away. It's the look in the head's eyes. So real. And so sad. Help me! Please help me! He pleads again, sounding even more desperate. Help him on page 97. No choice. I would do it anyways.
1: Yeah, this guy gifted us a whole new friend.
0: You choke back a gagging feeling in your throat. Your friends gather around and peer into the box. Uh, Okay. You manage to say to the head.
1: I'll help you, but how? Find the rest of my body.
0: The head begs you. And
1: put my
0: head back on it. Huh? How are you supposed to do that, you wonder? Do it! Dr. MacDeath shouts.
1: Or I'll put
0: your head in a bakery box too! You swallow. Hard. Combo.
1: What should I do?
0: You ask meekly.
1: Dig it up! The head says flatly. It's buried next door in Mrs. Jankovich's flower garden.
0: Whoa, are you really going to dig up a dead, headless body? Or maybe there's some other way out of this mess, like lighting the candles on your birthday cake and making a wish? You do believe in birthday wishes, don't you? If you dig up the dead body, turn page 36. If you try and get out of this mess by wishing on your birthday cake, 133. That is so out of left field that it's probably an answer for something.
1: Yes, but what if it's not the answer for this? Because there's I, yeah. another, birth- there, I mean, there is the birthday cake. And if we're being told that, you know, wishes are possibly a thing that might affect things in this universe, maybe what we need to do is go through the whole arc of the story and then at the end come back and wish, you know, Dr. Yeah. McDeath away.
0: I think that could be the thing. But it is also, the, the thing that's so strange here, the thing, of all of the things in the book so far that I'm most thrown off by, it's Dr. Mm. McDeth giving us the box with the human head, the head wanting help, and then him saying, help, help him. I don't know why that's throwing me. The
1: fact that he's like, do it, help him. I don't know why that's sending me, but... You know, actually, additional to that, Dr. Wink Death just locked all of the uh, the ways to leave the house. And if we go dig it up, it's buried next door. And he's telling us to. He's got to let us outside.
0: Yeah, this reads as this is our one of our parents. They're setting up a weird scavenger hunt for us. And like, this mm. is part of the itinerary. And like, now it's time to let you outside to do the thing. Which mm-hmm. I just say, I think we just kind of go with what they say, for
1: the most we'll part. do it. Let's dig up that dead body and keep the birthday wish in our back pocket. It's true.
0: Add birthday wish to the ham sandwich pocket.
1: Mm-hmm. I wish this ham sandwich was fresh.
0: <laughs> but why? It loses all of its character.
1: You... It's, it's true. I do actually slightly prefer sticky ham, like like you know when it gets a little bit of a glaze because it's been there for too long.
0: Sure, 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 sure. Uh, you lift the heavy bakery box off your lap and set it on the floor. Okay. You agree reluctantly.
1: Wait here. I'll go dig up your body. Wait here.
0: The head moans.
1: What is that? Juke, I have to wait here, you wise guy. What choice do I have? He's got a point.
0: You grab a shovel and dash outside to Mrs. Jankovich's house. Are you nuts? Alex asks, following you.
1: You're really going to dig up a flower garden? She'll kill you. They'll kill us. Why are we... I mean, hey.
0: You reply nodding back towards the house where Dr. MacDeth and the severed heads are. Wait, he- head. Severed head. Are. Unless we help? Alex shrugs and pitches in to do some of the digging. You both take turns digging up the flower garden under the moonlight. Finally you come to it, the body, the headless dead body that was attached to the man in the bakery box. Except it isn't really dead... Turn to page 122. Okay, if this is part of an elaborate scavenger hunt, I don't know how they did it. Hmm.
1: Whoa, look out!
0: Alex screams as the body begins to sit up in its grave. Your heart pounds so hard that you're afraid you might faint and fall into the grave on top of the body. You leap backwards. No! You cry as you watch the headless body place its two creepy gray hands on the ground and lift itself out of the flower bed. The neck, where the head was attached, is dripping blood. Stop! You cry, backing away from the horrible creature. But of course he can't hear you, it doesn't have any ears. A moment later, the headless body runs down the street and disappears into the night.
1: You let my body escape?
0: A voice from inside the house calls angrily.
1: Well then... I'll just
0: have to use yours. Whoops. Looks like your last chance to survive this story just got away. Oh well, better luck next time. For now, you'll have to choose the b- close the book and admit defeat. And don't you dare complain about this ending either, because you've got nobody to complain to. But at the end.
1: I mean, not how I thought it was going to go down, but fair enough. Should we use a birthday wish instead, Rita? Right there. 133. I'm not digging up a body. You
0: reply. What? I will help you. Carefully, you lift... I mean, we didn't know that was going to... Well, okay. Carefully, you lift the bakery box with the head in it and set it on the table. Then you quickly stick some candles in your birthday cake nearby and you light them.
1: It's my birthday,
0: you announce to your friends. And I want to blow out a candle and make a wish. Alex shakes his head and looks at you like you've lost your mind. No one else moves. Yeah, you know what he must be thinking. You got a madman running your birthday party and you're talking to a severed head in a bakery box, but right now you want to blow out your candles? Still, something tells you this must be the only way out.
1: Come on, Alex!
0: You plead. Sing! With trembling voices, your friends all sing. Happy birthday. Then you blow out your candles. Hard. God, this book. Oh, yeah. So many. I Love wish. It. I wish the severed head would be put back together with his body. Find out if you got your wish on page 89. What a selfless wish. Not get this creep
1: out of my house although look not to make too fine a point of it but you could have it's a wish you could have just wished all severed heads back on their body but no you're hyper specific in this instance 89 i went to the wrong page 89
0: suddenly the candles on your cake flare up The whole room is filled with huge, blindingly bright flames. So bright that you can't see anything but a hot white light. Just for a second. Then the candles sizzle and go off in a puff of smoke. You blink. Your eyes hurt a little. But when the smoke clears, you see something amazing. Standing there in the room with you is the old bald man. The man whose head was in the bakery box. Except now that head is sitting on top of his body. He looks normal. And alive. Thank you, he says, rushing up to clap you on the shoulders. You did it, my boy. You saved my life. You don't know what to say. You're stunned silent.
1: What's going on?
0: Alex cries. That's easy to explain, Dr. MacDeath says, smiling at you. You glance at MacDeth and do a double take. His face suddenly looks normal, too. No green makeup, no slash marks, no red rims around his eyes. This
1: is my dad.
0: Dr. MacDeth says, gesturing to the man whose head was in the bakery box Meet Dr. MacDeth's dad on page 94.
1: <laughs> what? Oh, don't call me Dr. MacDeth. That's my father's name. <laughs> call me Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you,
0: the man says again.
1: I'm Barney MacDuff. That's our real name, not MacDeath. I'm sorry we had to spoil your birthday, but you were the only kid we could count on. Huh?
0: <laughs> you say not understanding?
1: Count on for what?
0: To help us. Dr. MacDath explains. See, my dad's
1: head got separated from his body on his birthday exactly 12 years ago. Since then, I've been trying to figure out how to help him. I discovered there was only one way to get him put back together. If somebody born on my dad's birthday would wish for it. On a birthday cake.
0: Okay. This is too unreal.
1: Why didn't you just tell someone what happened and ask for them to wish for you? You question MacDeath. I tried that last year, but the magic doesn't work that way.
0: He explains. So we planned this birthday party for you. Barney McDirth picks up the story.
1: We chose you. Of all of the kids with this birthday, because we knew that you'd liked horror. We figured you wouldn't freak out when you saw me in the bakery box. And you did it,
0: MacDeath says, clapping you on the shoulders again.
1: You saved my dad's life. But, 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 but you sputter. But how did your head get cut off from your body like that? And, and why didn't you die?
0: Turn to page 61 for some slapdash butthole fill <laughs> <No>, I love <laughs> it! This, this is... <laughs> Dr. MacDeath shakes his head solemnly.
1: That is a question we must never answer.
0: He says quietly.
1: For your own good. <laughs> but we do want to give you something.
0: For your own good. Sorry, did I say your own good? I meant the writer's own good, Uh, his dad offers.
1: A present as a thank you gift for all that you've done for us.
0: A present? Alex asks suspiciously.
1: What is it?
0: Barney walks to the front door and removes the spike that was locking you in.
1: It's waiting outside for you
0: he says, sounding like a television announcer.
1: It's a new car! A new car? You
0: can't believe your ears. Is he kidding?
1: Force of habit, Barney explains. I was a game show host before I lost my head, so now I give new cars to everyone.
0: (laughs) Cool. You think as you race outside to the curb, your friends all follow you excitedly. (laughs) When they see the new car, everyone goes nuts. It's one of those really cool electric cars for kids, but bigger. Big enough for all your friends to ride in at once. Thanks! You shout, jumping into the red electric car.
1: Happy birthday!
0: Barney McDurth calls as you drive off.
1: And be sure to always remember my advice! What's that?
0: You call from the driver's seat.
1: Stay away from streets, Mark. Dead end!
0: The end.
1: What? 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 (laughs) (laughs) I, look. This... This is a narrative this is a completion of a story it's also a positive one i mean all of us get cars i mean we're gonna get slammed on our taxes this year but thankfully i think there's an amnesty period for kids that aren't over the age of 18
0: i think so but also it's like it sounds like it's just one of those electric cars too like 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 the kids big ones where you i don't know just this ending is crazy
1: (laughs) <laughs> hey, look, at least it's an electric car and it's not Flintstones powered, right? We're it's not true. just like <laughs> yabba-dabba doing our way around town.
0: I mean, I, uh, of all of the things in this ending, mm. uh, I was a game show host before I lost my head. <laughs> so now I give new cars to everyone. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's it's a force of habit. He's used right. to giving cars to everyone.
0: The game show host doesn't pay for the cars. <laughs> 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 Where is he getting these cars? Uh, all right. I don't. What well, we okay? Here's the thing. We won. Yeah. We won. We did. Do we look inside some of the other presents, see what kind of... I
1: think we have to.
0: I almost feel like... too fast.
1: Yeah, I almost feel like the other presents themselves are going to have, like, divergent paths with a a positive and a negative. Maybe this is, like, multiple different kind of, like, mini-story conclusions all wrapped up into the choice between the box.
0: It seems like it. So, I'm just going for the, uh, whatever the top one was, which I, I guess is the little box...
1: It is a, uh, I believe, a size of a box for a pair of earrings. Indeed. I'll take the little box,
0: you announce to Dr. MacDeth. Why not, you think? So small, how bad can the present inside be? Ah, yes, Dr. MacDeth hisses. He places the small birthday present on the palm of his hand. He bows at the waist and holds it out to you. Take it. You jump back as the blood from his teeth splatters you in the face.
1: Now open it!
0: He orders you loudly. With trembling hands, you tear at the package. Open it on page 86.
1: Inside the... is a
0: tiny head. Dang it! I wish <laughs> it faster! Inside's the world's <laughs> smallest head, is what I was going to say. <laughs> hey! cool you shout when you see what's inside the smallest box
1: it's two tickets to horror place
0: horror place is an amusement park you've always wanted to go there yes take me with you josh demands uh Uh, okay you agree let's go hey you think horror place is cool maybe this birthday won't turn out to be so bad after all Hurry to horror place on page 23. Okay, knowing the canon, why was this part of mm. the plan? Like, this seems I mean, I guess he wanted he does want to give us a good birthday, I suppose. Probably. Entirely possible.
1: I will say though, um the uh <laughs> So far, he's come into our home. Yes. Right. He's he's menaced, he's spooked. He's done all of the 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 scary nature of the birthday so far. He locked all of us in, he drove giant nails into the doors, he hid keys, and all he's done so far is offer people the ability to leave. That's all he's done. Yes.
0: (laughs) You cannot leave unless I say so. So would you like to leave? (laughs) Would you like to
1: I don't want you here. But stay. <laughs> Dr. McDeth I'm Getting some mixed signals from yeah. Dr. McDeth. I love you. I hate you.
0: Leave stay. <laughs> Dr. McDeth if lets you leave. If you leave me, can I come with you? <laughs> Dr. McDeth lets the other kids at your party go home. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Then he drives you and Josh to Horror Place. When you reach the amusement park, Dr. McDeth hops out of the car and watches you go through Horror Place's big black wrought iron gates. They're twisted into the shape of a huge skull. Bye, he calls. For some reason, his voice sounds as if he's mocking you.
1: Have tons of fun. My kind of fun. Goodbye. And good riddance.
0: Josh calls back in a snotty tone of voice.
1: Hey, don't make him mad. You caution Josh. We don't want him coming after us or anything. Don't worry about it. We're home free now. Josh says.
0: Last one in the hell in the house is a rotten egg. He races ahead of you into the huge creepy house that is the central attraction at Horror Place. It's painted black with bright green slime dripping all over it. Wait! You call to Josh, running to catch up with him. You dash in through the double doors and you plunge into the darkness. Josh? You call out softly in the dark. But there's no answer. Search for Josh on page 68. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm assuming you saw the word too. Yeah, Yeah. It takes a minute for you, your eyes to adjust to the dark. Inside the haunted house is a maze of rooms. Most of them are draped with cobwebs. A dim, eerie, greenish light glows from somewhere down a long hall. Josh? You call again. No answer. Oh man, you think. Where'd he go? You take a few cautious steps forward and gulp. You know where the green glow is coming from, you realize. The floor. It's covered with something unreal something that looks like it came from a goosebumps book <laughs> correct it's a green glob of shimmering jiggling goop monster blood oh boy you've got a bad feeling about this a door stands half open at the end of the hall josh could be in there but you'd have to cross over all the monster blood to get there there's also a huge ballroom to your right it's very dark inside but you can see a fake filmy white, wait, you can see fake, filmy white ghosts whirling around on the dance floor. But then you notice that one of the dancers looks more like a kid. A real kid? Could it be Josh? If you search for Josh in the long hallway, turn to 128. If you enter the ballroom, 26. Uh, Um, everything in this book is like it came out of a
1: Goosebumps book. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but alright I am not certain between these two which to Uh, go for I almost feel like searching for Josh in the long hallway and going past the monster blood will invite the goosebumps meta version of the universe into our world and I'm kind of keen to see what that would be if you know what the monster blood does then now I, I believe that it make big I, yeah it, it does some sort of size changing property if I recall correctly we didn't actually read the original one that had monster blood in it but we read uh the the werewolf canyon werewolf forests werewolf woods I can't remember the exact name yeah. of it but uh in that one the monster blood was also referenced.
0: Yeah, it seems to be referenced a lot. I think because it's one of the earlier books in the franchise. Hmm. Nervously, though, you take a step towards the hall. You reluctantly stick the toe of your shoe into the green goop. Your heart pounds wildly, waiting, waiting, for terror, waiting in terror for the monster blood to affect you in some horrible way. Just like it did in the Goosebumps book. Nothing happens. Yeah. All at once... You feel a forceful magnetic pull, pulling you down to the floor. Oh no. It's sucking you in, sucking you in, and swallowing you up! You begin to slide into the green, jelly-like mass. Ah! You presumably scream. You squeeze your eyes shut tight and let out another piercing, blood-curdling scream. Ah! You presumably keep screaming on page 92
1: well presumed (laughs) you know what it's honestly probably a good idea that those got voice gated as well
0: uh Uh, if only the neighbors had him noise gated so they weren't
1: concerned for you You, no i momentary aside uh i don't know who it is but there is a party that has been happening upstairs for i want to say about 24 hours now Over the course of the night, just hooping and hollering, there is no one who will be able to hear me voice-acting screams (laughs) over that sound.
0: I was not... (laughs) I wouldn't care anyway. Uh, Good on you for letting them them fly. Nothing will harm the craft of the Goosebumps Mm -hmm. scream. The monster blood sucks you onto your back. What? Help! You cry. The green glob oozes around your shoulders, your face towards your mouth, smothering you. Ah! You've let out the scream of a lifetime. Pure terror fills your voice, your throat. Zzt. you blink as all the lights in the house flip on, blinding you. When your eyes adjust, you see a dark form towering above you. Turn to page
1: 31. Here I assumed that they would be smothered halfway through that scream.
0: You blink again and gasp. Towering over you is a guy in khakis and a navy blue polo shirt. Yeah, just a normal regular guy with no scary makeup, no fangs dripping in blood, just a nice-looking college student with bushy eyebrows and a big smile. Hey, dude, nice scream, he says. He reaches out to offer you a hand.
1: I'm Bob Morton. I'm in charge of sound effects here at the Horror Place. You want a job as a screamer? A screamer?
0: Wow, this could not be more apt. (laughs) You ask, bewildered?
1: Yeah, doing sound effects. Bob explains. We got a couple ton of spooky rooms in this place. We use screaming sounds in most of them on tape, but you're better than most of the stuff we got, so I want to hire you and retake the screams. I'll pay you tons of money. What do you say? For tons of money, you say yes.
0: As fast as you possibly can.
1: But what about my friend Josh?
0: You ask. He disappeared in here a few minutes ago. Oh, don't worry. Bob says, leading you into one of the smaller rooms. We gave him a job too. He's right here. See what Josh is doing on page 13. Bob points to a coffin in the middle of a small dungeon-like room. You stop short. In the coffin, you see the body of a boy in Josh's clothes, laid out like a corpse. And it has no head! Ah! You scream. Did they really cut off Josh's head? Yeah, dude, great scream! Bob says cheerfully, holding out a small handheld tape recorder in front of your face. Oh,
1: I knew you'd be good at this!
0: But, but, but... You stammer. Bob laughs
1: and walks over to the corpse. Dude, don't worry, it's not real. He explains. We just borrowed your friend's clothes to give you a, you know, good scare.
0: We gave Josh a job. We purchased his clothes once. (laughs) Great job. Uh, He slaps the rubber corpse to show you.
1: But wait till you see what we did with your pet cat.
0: He adds with a nasty smile. Well, go on. Scream again. You're getting paid for it, so you might as well scream your head off all the way to... The end.
1: What? This? This is... So, this This actually isn't a double twist, right? This this is literally just we've got hired for Foley voice acting for screams.
0: But what is he saying? Just wait until we see you. You see what we did with your pet cat. How did they get my pet cat? They just I think... met
1: us. Uh, so, oh, yeah, that's a good point, well made. He doesn't know anything about our pet cat. Also, I don't know if we have a pet cat. It's never been <laughs> mentioned otherwise. I. But it's so strange
0: because he said, yeah, this is not a real corpse. Slaps, Mm -hmm. rubber, fake corpse. But wait until you see what we did with your pet cat with a nasty smile.
1: What is that? I I feel like his whole game here is... Scare us, reveal that it was a joke. Scare yes. us, reveal it was a joke. And he's just going to try and cycle back and forth between those, making this more of a mixed ending. Because, yes, we are gainfully employed. And, yes, you know, we'll be immortalized through the the voices that we've recorded for the sake of this haunted house. However, uh, it comes at constant torment and overstimulation of our nervous system. Yeah. I mean... You know what? Here's here's the best summary for it in my mind, right? This is very much a "but the Frogget is also cursed" kind of moment. Yeah, Just back it's... and forth. It's it's so
0: strange. It's so strange. Um, I mean, you wanna
1: you wanna check out the the filmy fake ghosts instead that... of the oh, I guess Joshua? that's a good.
0: That's actually I was gonna say because it feels like. I don't know if I want to go on a whole nother present route just in case, but a 20 going to 26 to see what's up with the ballroom is probably a good call. Cause I feel like I need to know more about this place. Mm. Like I just don't, I th- I think that you're right in the sense that it's just like, he's going to pull practical jokes to get good, clean takes of our screens. Mm-hmm. Basically. I think that that is the, the implication, but you need him authentic. Let's go for 26. Your heart hammers as you enter the ballroom. Josh? You call, staring hard at the ghostly figures as they waltz around the ballroom faster and faster in time to music. A chill runs up your spine. It's just the creepy music that's making me scared, you tell yourself. If they turn off the music, it wouldn't be half so creepy in here. Yeah, right. Then how come you just flinched when a wispy cobweb trailed across your face? Josh? Yeah? His voice comes from somewhere in the room. He sounds scared. You squint harder, trying to see. Is that him? Dancing with the old woman in the long white hair? With the long white hair? Help. Help me. Josh calls. She won't let me go. Help him on page 111. Don't worry, she's just hiring dancers. You edge closer to the dancing ghosts. The music plays on louder. The ghosts dance faster, some kind of strange waltz. Josh! You cry.
1: What's going on? Don't let the ghosts touch you!
0: Josh warns.
1: They're real, and their grips are like iron. They're not gonna let you go. O- okay,
0: you agree, backing away gratefully.
1: How did you get in
0: here? What's going on, and why are you dancing? Oh, she offered to teach me the waltz. Josh says says sheepishly. Oh my, Josh says sheepishly. Sheepishly gone. (laughs) It's a tough one. I thought it'd be fun. The waltz? Fun? Is he kidding? Hey, you decide. Forget him. It's not worth risking your neck for some guy who wants to learn ballroom dancing. What? You turn around and run out of there as fast as you can because ballroom dancing is just about the scariest thing that can happen to a person. And you've had a scary enough birthday party already.
1: The end. We saw uh, a close, trusted confidant and friend of ours twisted into the form of a swan. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But ooh, ballroom dancing, yucky.
0: I'm going to let Josh die because he (laughs) thought ballroom dancing sounded fun.
1: (laughs) I'm going to let Josh die. Demonstrably my best friend in all of the friends I had in the party. Yep. Even friend six and friend seven. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Josh, I didn't know you were into dancing. I never would have invited you. <laughs> <laughs> I would never be your friend
0: ever again. Had I known you would, at some point in your life, express at least passing desire in learning to waltz. Mm hmm. Just, you thought it sounded kind of fun. Perish in hell, Josh. No. Bye. <laughs>
1: Josh, it's my birthday, so I've started to think about things I have to do to be more mature. And I recognize what are deal breakers and red flags for me. And Josh, you <laughs> wanting to dance? That's
0: too much. That's too much. Happy birthday to me.
1: Murder. I Rito, I have a I have a quick pitch, and it's it's antithetical to something you'd previously mentioned, but I want to see, I want want to see the other, the other, the other present.
0: I, I'm already there.
1: Hell yeah.
0: One oh seven. Uh, you point to the big birthday present, the largest box. That one. You decide nervously. I'll open that one. Oh, goody. Dr. McDeth says, rubbing his hands together. He pushes the large present towards you his long spiky fingernails scratching and tearing the wrapping paper as a little as he does. Sorry, (laughs) he says with a chuckle. But I thought you might need a little
1: help getting started.
0: Um, thanks, you answer. With a yank, you untie the ugly green ribbons. Then you tear off the shiny black wrapping paper. Open it, now, Dr. MacDeth commands you forcefully. I'm trying! You answer. You pull on the lid of the brown cardboard box inside, but it's taped shut. You struggle to tear the tape with your fingernails, but it won't come open. Finally, you bite it with your teeth. Your heart pounds terrified about what might spring out at you as you lift the lid. It's the world's largest head. (laughs) Find out on page 127. All your friends lean forward to see what's inside. Aw, oh, man, it's just another box! Mickey complains. You peer at the contents of the carton and groan, because he is right. There's another another birthday package inside, wrapped up in red and orange paper with yellow crinkly ribbon all over it.
1: Ugh, I hate that.
0: ceremonies.
1: A package inside a package? It's so stupid. Open it!
0: Dr. MacDeth screams at you fiercely. Quickly, you tear off the wrapping paper. Inside is another cardboard box, taped shut. You struggle with the tape and finally get the lid open. Oh no. Another smaller birthday present inside. Macdeth cackles as he points to the third box.
1: Ah ha ha! Yes, I love this! Open that one now! Open it!
0: You open box after box, only to find another smaller box inside. Talk about torture! All this box opening and no present, ever. The end. Well, this one's just death. Okay, straight, just straight up. I mean, I'm glad we checked it out because that's that settles that.
1: I will say, ew, and also, I th- I think this is a really funny page. I quite like it. I like it. I it's missing one thing, and
0: that mm. is at the bottom, it should say go to page one twenty seven. <laughs> and, and just go <laughs> it really should just loop ad infinitum
1: but other than that oh my God. i like it yep 100% missed opportunity that would be incredible but alas uh i like it i this i i like this book it's, it's
0: perhaps some, has some of the most um what do you call what happened in our first ending just kind of like it felt most like they were making it up on the fly like mm. more than other books i guess and they're like and then it's ahead and then uh <laughs> uh hey hey my good son timmy so i'm writing this book <laughs> yep. and and i Okay, so I got to this part where they open up a box and there's a head inside. The head's his dad. He needs it to be put on his body. Uh, uh, he's is, a, game show he's a game show host. He's a game show host. He says, you get a new car. And then he can <clears> gives everyone, he can give everyone new car. But if you try and help him, the body runs away. Very good, Jimmy. Do I get a writing credit this time,
1: Dad? No, Jimmy. <laughs> Go back to bed. No, ben. Jimmy. We talked about that after Shark Boy versus Lava Girl. <laughs> 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 All
0: right. Alas, uh, that is a good, one. uh. That it is. Do you have any other final words on the book itself before we move on to the other elements of ending um, an episode?
1: I think, I think one of my, my favourite tropes in terms of of uh, horror as well as uh, kids' horror fiction uh, in here, and that is taking something that is typically quite bright and cheery and fun and inverting that as hard as you can, right? Like, we've seen a lot of this recently with the uh, the fact that Winnie the Pooh uh, mm. has moved into the public domain, and as a result, there was the horror film, and then there's uh, Winnie's Hole as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, yeah upcoming game, uh, both in the direct horror genre, and I think that contrast is one of my favorite kind of textures, effectively. Uh, for these kinds of things. It's it's honestly, I think, a large amount of the reason why I really love, like, you know, Death Game, Death Trap, Death Puzzles kind of horror things, because yeah. they all have that same kind of vibe. Like, you know, Billy the Puppet in Saw is a puppet, right? It's, it's, it's a toy, effectively. Like, a lot of the the rooms themselves are kind of, like, themed after a game Squid Game itself also holds like yeah. a, a similar kind of thing of playing kids games and then people suddenly yeah. don't exist anymore
0: it's kind of yeah it's like this flavor that goes back to like Grimm's fairy tales that I mm-hmm. that I yeah I like I but then like taking one step further is like no more more kid more kid but literal evil and I mm-hmm. I agree I like it I don't know I, I enjoy it I enjoy the weird, just kind of stick and move nature of this book. I think it mm-hmm. was, it was, it was fun. It was very, very notably different from from last week's too. Like, yes, it is super. I do really like that about the Goosebumps books. Is, it shout out the Goosebumps books because not only are they different, obvious stories and themes and everything like that and worlds, but they have such different like structures in like how you flip through them and even just like the way even just coming down to the way that the branches happen and what successes and what's not like it it, i like that this had like this had a branching path of three one was immediate death so you you know like it's a loss that you don't waste a lot of time on and the other two Mm -hmm. were were uh, mixed success to, to success entirely basically uh, mm-hmm. i w- i would go as far as to say they're both i think they would both be classified as successes with how we oh, yeah. understand the the you got a new job
1: angle um yeah exactly you you got a job or you got a car right Th- those yeah. those are effectively those paths or in one of them even all of your friends also get new cars that's true and also you got josh a job of
0: selling <laughs> one set of clothing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's a shopkeeper for a pop-up shop that sells exactly one outfit and then shots that's, a, oh that's a good that's a good character right there <laughs> just, <could laughs> i'm I just int- gonna put that in my back pocket for a D campaign yeah, at some yeah, point. Yeah. someone who turns up and they're like uh yeah no i'm a i'm a shop seller i got all these goods for you what goods do you have sir and just gestures at the clothes just, he's wearing you can yeah. buy the shirt right off my back this belt these pants and just walks away naked <laughs> comes back yeah. later wearing a different outfit yeah oh this is so good rito i will tell you i will update you on the story of this character once Great. i actually use them all right wonderful <laughs> all right well hey we should move on to the uh to the thank
0: you who is our lovely uh patreon supporter of the day for this episode who's the executive producer for Scary Birthday the, to
1: You. A wonderful honor, might the, I add. The executive producer for Scary Birthday to You. A wonderful honor, might I also add. <laughs> Rito and I, having called it that such, uh, is Alex K. Thank you for supporting at or above the hardcover tier over on patreon.com slash cast. And you know what? You know what you get since this is, this is your
0: book? Uh, you're gonna get two voice clips. One saying "Happy Birthday, Alex K." And then Raps, you get to do one, and then you can play these on your birthday, Alex K. So Raps, could we get? Could I get you to get one for Alex as well?
1: Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Alex K.
0: There you go. So, so you can take those. You can put them in a a, a little uh, folder, <laughs> and then you can play them to yourself every year on your birthday. <laughs>
1: Well, depending on whether or not it's, like, you know, a, a scary birthday or a happy birthday, you can use Rito's one for a happy birthday. Yeah. If you're having a scary birthday, I've got the take. And just a, for a normal birthday, uh,
0: happy happy birthday, Alex K. There you go. <laughs> it's just like, no, you just just a run-of-the-mill. That's for your run-of-the-mill birthday. <laughs> yeah, birthday. <laughs> birthday. Hey. Yeah, birthday. You know, hey, it's another one, Alex K. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you a have clean a, take on that one. Now we got to <laughs> Now you have a full folder for all the different varying enjoyments <laughs> of your birthday. Uh, but alas, also, hey, uh, Turn to Page has a YouTube channel, if you are not aware. Uh, YouTube.com slash at Turn to Page cast. If you'd pop on over, check that out subscribing and liking stuff like that is always very very helpful huge thank you to those who have already done so is there anywhere else people can help with similar things
1: Rats absolutely i have a couple things in mind but i mentioned the fact that you could rate this podcast on the website or app that you use to listen to it in order to help us grow the audience as well as uh, reach new ears i mentioned that each week and subtly did just then so instead this week i'll say word of mouth is also very useful if you happen to know someone who might be into this kind of thing who likes a little bit of cheesy camp voice acting and and a little bit of kids horror a little bit of choose your own adventure maybe uh maybe maybe send them a link maybe uh maybe 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 mention hey um, there th- there's a podcast you could listen to about those things that would yeah. be cool What a mouth is useful, much appreciated for anyone who has done.
0: It's true, and I know people have. Uh, I, trying to think of a quick nickname on the, on the spot, like thank, thank you out there, mouthheads, something like you know, something along those lines. You, you know who you are, (laughs) mouthhead. Big mouths. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, hey. Uh, Yeah. If you have any other, you know, information you want to send to the show, anything you want to just write us an email, there's also turn to pagecast at gmail.com. If you have anything that you just think needs to get to us, uh, you can send an email over there, but yeah, I think that's going to do it. Unless you got anything else, I think we are done and we're going to go celebrate our birthdays. Uh, Excellent. All right. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.
1: Bye bye.
0: Adios. <laughs>